0: We recognize across the city of Detroit, and as is true with many other cities that have suffered long-term disinvestment and depopulation, that we have a lot of vacant land. Um, In fact, today we have about 23.4 square miles of vacant land. It's a little bit larger than the island of Manhattan. Um, And over time, as we continue to do important things, like eliminate blight uh, in our city, which often happens through home demolition, We will accumulate more uh, vacant land over time, and and will likely approach 30 square miles uh, totally. And so, as that happens, we also know that the uh, vacant land that's being formed is distributed and disaggregated across the city. These aren't, you know, convenient large chunks. This is often disparate uh, parcels here and there. And uh, as that happens, we feel that uh, you know it's it's best to actually develop a tool, a tool that can be in the hands. Of residents in in the city to begin to affect change and improve those lots over time, so you know in De, in Detroit um, we think that uh, this is a a, a good complement to the mayor's side lot disposition program, right? So that as as folks acquire property and they look to maintain the property in their neighborhoods, which is great, uh, they can now be equipped um, with a guide that can help orient them to the options that are present, how they can work with their neighbors uh, to define a a shared direction, and how they can have uh, designs that not only beautify the space but actually help it perform from an ecological perspective.
1: And and Aaron, you you played a real role in sort of uh, getting the nitty gritty details of this uh, plan together. What, what was, how did you conceive of it? How did you uh, decide you wanted to lay this out as you were getting into the process?
2: About a year ago, we invited a range of groups, businesses, organizations who've been working with land in Detroit for years, uh, some for decades. We brought them into our office and said, hey. Uh, We have this grant, we'd like to create a website and a a book or a printed companion. We know that we're aiming for um, outputting a a diversity of landscapes as a way to improve the quality of life for Detroit residents. Can you help us? And um, a lot of folks stepped up and said yes. So we've been working together for about a year with a range of organizations, businesses, people who've been working with land in Detroit. Um, for much longer than our office has even existed. Um, Together, we've identified priorities around balancing stormwater and and interest in pollinators against beautification, against the need for transportation-sensitive designs, meaning if I don't have a car, do I need to rent a car to build this design? How many trips on the bus would it take for me to execute this as a, a typical Detroit resident? Um, so they've really brought to light the imperative um, attributes or qualities that we, we use to consider the criteria for the designs. So it's been a very hands-on process. Um, we've met um, in small groups largely to have conversations and really get into the details on this.
1: The Detroit uh, Future City project is has been going on for a little while now. Well, how do you see this fitting into this multi-decade plan
0: you know we think that um, as we work to implement essentially the strategic framework that was developed uh, and launched in 2013 that there's an array of, of methods to this uh, these include um, pushing on, on bigger kind of policy objectives and thinking strategically about how we utilize land or how we utilize uh, vacant industrial buildings for instance uh, we also begin to investigate you know how we can improve uh, ecological performance across across the city um, we also look to activate individual tools uh, that can make sure uh, all of us as, as Detroiters uh, have the ability to affect change in our in our own way so there's a strategic and a tactical level to this that we, that we push out we think both are important both complement one another uh, and, and in many ways as you, as you look at the guide we think that over time this kind of this kind of tool will actually spur on other tools similar to it that begin to actually really help us utilize our own strength as Detroiters to affect change.
1: Really, this is something that members of the community can do and, and get involved in and be engaged in. Um, tell me a little bit about that and why that was such a, an important part of, of pulling this together.
2: Our stakeholders are very interested in creating a user-oriented, action-oriented, exploratory resource. Um, so being able to provide content materials um, and really translate information so that um, many could could use it and act with it. Um, so uh, rather than just um, describing a vision, um, providing individual residents or groups the materials to articulate their their own vision. Um, so a great example of that. Um, selecting the a design for a particular lot has a little bit to do with what, what the condition of the lot is, whether it's in full shade, um, whether there's a power line nearby that might make it not the best idea to plant a tree, even what's already growing on the lot. These are all things that can help um, suggest the easiest thing to plant or the design strategy that will require um, less effort for success. Um, We've worked with um, a range of individuals and organizations to develop a a series of lot types. So on the Field Guide's website, um, which is mobile responsive, you could pull out your phone, um, visit dfc-lots.com, click on Discover Your Lot, there's a quiz you can take um, that's in very plain terms. So if you just know that a tree is a tree and you could care less whether it's an oak tree or a tulip tree, you can still answer the quiz correctly. It's just about what you actually see with your eyes. Um, and the website, through its kind of magical website-ness, uh, will connect you to a series of designs that are the easiest to build on that specific lot type.